this is not a movie. People on stage can see you. The thing that bothered me most about all of this is that I don't think either of them are right for those roles. Wouldn't you be more frustrated if the show closed and you just couldn't see it at all? Watch the video. It's not great. And he still got the part. And he still got the part. <laughs> that is the stunt cast I want. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to Off to Broadway, the podcast where we deep dive into anything and everything musical theater from the comfort of my car. I'm Tara. I'm Stefania. And in today's episode, we are talking all about stunt casting. This is not new. No. But we are talking about it now because there's been some controversy about it recently. Before we get into what the controversy is, I think that we should sort of define stunt casting. What is your definition of it? Well, it's a casting gimmick or a publicity stunt mm -hmm. that's meant to attract attention and translate into ticket sales, I guess. Yeah, I would say it's most of the time adding a celebrity or someone of fame to a pre-existing role to, again, help ticket sales. Someone who isn't necessarily known for, in this case, being a Broadway actor or actress coming in to attract a different audience. Mm -hmm. So I think that we should go through some examples of yes. stunt casting. Weirdly enough, and this is not one that I would choose all the time, but as I was thinking about it, the first person that came to my mind was Carly Rae Jepsen <laughs> in Cinderella. I was reading about Cinderella. Cinderella did it a bit, actually. Fran Drescher. Kiki Palmer. Kiki Palmer. Nene Leakes. Oh my god, you're right. <laughs> they went through like a, a hot really spell did. of just celebrity after celebrity. Kinky Boots is also notorious for yep. their stunt casting. Mr. David Cook. Brendan Urie. Brendan Urie is actually so good, though. Yeah, Brendan Urie is great. David Cook did that role... Too many times, I think. And then Wayne Brady was Lola, yeah, Lola. for Todrick Hall. Yes, Todrick, obviously. Another show that is notorious for stunt casting, Chicago. Oh, my God. Do we need to see Jerry Springer as Billy Flynn? I don't <laughs> think Springer, anybody did. Billy Ray Cyrus, Cuba Gooding Jr., Brooke Shields stepped into the role. Todrick Hall again. Todrick Hall again. <laughs> Ashley Simpson. Mm -hmm. And then the one that has caused, I would say the most controversy as of lately is Waitress. Well, here's the thing with Waitress. We've been feeling Waitress was about to close for so long. So long. Because they've been stunt casting since very early in their run. Mm -hmm. All roles, not just yeah. the leads. You know, sometimes it was Jenna, sometimes it was Dr. Pometer. Every role, they've, they've pulled opportunities to yeah. stunt cast. Yeah. And some could say it was to preemptively keep ticket sales up so that if they hit a dry spell it, they would be able to withstand it but I just felt that they were on the brink of closing for yeah, years I mean I think I totally agree with you same thought that the reason that they were putting these people into the roles however I'm not sure that I would buy a ticket to see June Squibb or Al Roker to help no. ticket sales rise but I think that yeah Waitress unfortunately they had a really great run when Jesse Mueller was in it mm -hmm. for a while and then it started to scale back a bit and then we started seeing these celebrities pop up into the roles. It just had a kind of natural progression. It mm -hmm. started strong and then ticket sales petered out as most shows do. So I think the argument or the question is do we let these shows just trickle out and close without putting celebrities in or do you put a celebrity in to try and raise your ticket sales? I am the first one to say keep the lights on however you need to keep the lights on. Yeah. <laughs> you know you replace one person let's talk about Anastasia they were struggling we knew they were struggling yeah everyone knew and they let Zach Adkins out of his contract early he was playing Dimitri we assume he, they paid him his contract out 
and they brought in Australian pop star Cody Simpson. Broadway fans were not pleased with this. No. Um, I remember when the news came out, we messaged each other about it being like, Cody Simpson, what? Not that I care that much about the artistic integrity of Anastasia. I don't know, (laughs) but it, it was kind of odd. And this attempt to bring ticket sales in I don't know if it even worked because they ended up closing during Cody's run. Yeah. But by replacing this one person, they mm-hmm. the rest of the cast was able to keep their jobs a little bit longer. The stage management, the dressers, the lighting people, the sound people, um, front of house staff, they were able to continue running the show and keep paying all these other people. Mm-hmm. So I understand that it can be frustrating for that one actor or for other actors who are looking to get an opportunity and not getting it and being passed over in favor of a YouTube star, a celebrity, Mm -hmm. a movie star. But think of all the other jobs that are still existing because of this. Yeah, I, like you, agree that do whatever you need to do to keep your house going, to keep your show on. I think where people get really upset is when it's someone that has no training in theater Mm -hmm. or are just being put in because they're somewhat of a name. And this is what has been happening with Waitress. Mind you, I cannot say at all if these people are talented because I don't watch their videos. I have not seen them. Mm. And we haven't been to theater school. We are not theater trained anything. Mm -mm. So we can't say who is and who is not talented enough to be on a stage. So to just give some backstory, Waitress recently put in on Broadway Colleen Mm. Ballinger, who she has... A YouTube channel, two YouTube channels actually. She's best known as Miranda, Miranda Sings. Sings. I've watched a couple Miranda Sings videos. I don't get it. It's not my style of comedy. Let's no, say. I think she her target audience is younger than us. Mm-hmm. She's had a successful YouTube channel, a successful Netflix show mm-hmm. with this character, and I know that she tours with the character. So she was cast as Dawn in Waitress, mm-hmm. and she was playing opposite Todrick Hall who was Ogie in Waitress. I have less of an issue with Todrick Hall being in... I mean, I don't really have an issue with Colleen being in it, no. but I have Colleen less... Colleen has a great voice, honestly. Yes. She go- went to theater school. Mm-hmm. I don't know if she auditioned for this, though. I, I would say both of them were probably offers only. Yeah. Todrick Hall has a YouTube channel, but mm-hmm. he is also not really a stranger to the theater and Broadway world. So I actually saw Todrick Hall before when he was on American Idol, before all of that in the Ensemble of Memphis... Actually, it might have been after he was on American Idol. Amazing. I saw him in the Ensemble of Memphis, and I recognized him because I am an avid American Idol fan. (laughs) And actually, I'd recommend listening to... There was an episode of The Ensemblist where he talked about his Broadway debut in The Color Purple, um, the first iteration of it with Fantasia, and he talked about auditioning for that show. Also an American Idol alum, Fantasia. Fantasia, another American (laughs) Idol alum, and I think that's what drew him to it so much. Yeah. And it was really fascinating to hear his story about that and so he really is someone who is a huge fan of Broadway and I think Colleen Ballinger is a huge fan of Broadway as well. Yeah I agree the thing that bothered me most about all of this is that I don't think either of them are right for those roles. No Todrick Hall particularly is quite miscast. Yeah Ogie's supposed to be this weird and quirky kind of guy and Todrick is so cool the way Ogie and Evan and Bach overlap Ogie and Lola from Kinky Boots should <laughs> never, never overlap. Never. No, no. And I think Todrick in Kinky Boots would have been amazing. Oh, I would that, have loved to see to that. just an extension of his personality yeah. already. So that happened on Broadway. And then a week or so later, it was announced that in the West End, mm-hmm. Joe Sugg, who is a 
UK YouTuber. Is he Zoe Sugg's brother? Yes. Okay. She has kind of an empire, I think, in the UK. She did at one point, but now I feel like she's kind of gone away. Yeah, I don't know. Her brother, who equally has made a name for himself on the internet, Mm -hmm. he actually did audition for for Waitress. When he was announced, there was, like, an internet uproar. People were very upset because this is, in their words, a case of someone that has zero theatrical training just because they're famous on the internet was given this role. Also playing Ogie. I don't know if I said. It's always Ogie. Yeah. Um. <laughs> Ogie is the easiest to stunt cast, let's be honest. Yes, he has two songs. He doesn't. He's not in a lot of the show. Yeah. Jack McBrayer did it on the West End. Yeah. They got the guy from the movie. I can't remember his name right now. Me either, but I know who you're talking about. He, he did it on Broadway. I think also what concerned a lot of people was the announcement of Joe Sugg in Waitress happened maybe a month or two after the show had even opened and they were saying do we really need to stunt cast waitress this early in the west end maybe the answer is probably <laughs> maybe. yes maybe it, it does i mean I... they opened with the stunt cast of Catherine mcphee yes i don't mind that because sometimes you do want to you don't know how it's going to be received when mm-hmm. you go somewhere yeah and Catherine mcphee has already done it on broadway and was very well reviewed her voice is stunning so i i understand why they have brought her over mm-hmm But she definitely could still be considered a stunt cast. The question of stunt casting bringing ticket sales higher. This did happen on Broadway with Waitress, with Colleen and Todrick. Mm -hmm. I went back into some of the grosses on Playbill's website. And ticket sales or box office sales went from 579,000 and shot up to 963,000. Wow. So Obviously, it worked. Waitress is still closing. The closing announcement came before this announcement. But it's just how many people can you throw into a role before it gets, like, too much and people don't want to see it. I mean, currently, Jordan Sparks is in Waitress. Jordan Sparks has done Broadway before. Yeah, she was in In the Heights. I would consider her a stunt cast both times, but I also think her voice is great. Mm -hmm. And I think her as Jenna makes sense as casting. Mm -hmm. Um, She's only, I think, the second actual mom to play this role. Amazing. So... Let's go. I think also to go back to the West End for a second, I'm not sure about their Broadway grosses, but I know that because of all of the online hate that Joe Sugg got, I feel like it led him to release a video of his actual audition for Waitress to be like, hey guys, I actually auditioned for this part like everybody else. That being said, watch the video. It's not great. And he still got the part. And he still got the part. (laughs) Is that an actual case of, well, he's a name, let's just give it a shot? Possibly. You know, if you're balancing two potential replacements someone who is good talented enough for the role is well suited to it versus someone who maybe is not as well suited to it but has a name and could attract more audience members Mm -hmm. what's going to be better for the bottom line of your show in the short term probably that person will attract people to buy tickets yeah at full price to come yeah that's true i mean waitress is still on tkts and you can i think rush it and lottery it but whatever. They broke box office records with these two in it. Yeah. It, why the, the grosses were so much bigger on those weeks, it seems to me that a lot more people bought full price tickets than waiting to go to the TKTS line. Unfortunately, with stunt casting comes hate, as we've heard, mm-hmm. and also problems at the stage door. Well, it brings different audiences into shows. For sure. It can attract people who would have never gone to see a Broadway show or who would have never been interested in the first place to take a chance to see someone they're a fan of, which I think can be great to Mm -hmm. introduce people to theater, Broadway, however it happens. But sometimes when you come into a world that you're not familiar with, you don't quite know the etiquette of it. Yes. So now it's time in our podcast to go over 
stage door etiquette. Okay. This is a PSA. This is a PSA. <laughs> Steph and I are no strangers to the stage door. I enjoy going to the stage door mm. sometimes. It depends on honestly the crowd size outside of the yes. stage door because that can make or break sometimes it for you. you walk out you see how many people are there and, and you're like you're, okay bye, bye. <laughs> <laughs> that was in boston from moulin rouge oh but we stayed that was the craziest stage door into the street it was people were it was not even at the stage the stage door was down an alleyway of a street and we Toronto were Toronto stage doors are down alleyways kind of too. yeah but this one was outrageous it was like six rows deep of people and we were spread across this building in a crowd. I'm gonna see if I have pictures of it yeah it's great we definitely just tried to take like I have a picture of pictures. Steph with Aaron Tveit in the background <laughs> trying to get a picture okay, so with here's him. what happened with the Mulan Reef stage there were so many people and Aaron was being great taking individual pictures with everybody and two people before he got to us he's like guys we gotta move this along I can't take individual pictures like, anymore no. <laughs> <laughs> so we're just trying to get covert pictures with yeah. him in the back and we were fully ready to not just take an individual picture we were gonna take a picture together yeah, with him or, or like a group pic <laughs> yeah. like all three of us in there yeah well no Shari was like way back in the line That's of true. people That's she did true. not care for that stage door experience it was a lot of people. Anyway, back to etiquette. Mm-hmm. It is not included in your ticket price no. that actors are stage dooring. This Do is n- not a meet and greet. This is not a meet and greet. Do not expect that when you pay full price for a ticket, you will be meeting, whether it's a celebrity that's in the show or just anybody else that's in the mm-hmm. show, they are not expected to come out and sign your playbills. As heartbreaking as that is sometimes. Sometimes it's disappointing. It's not part of it. They have things to do. They Their number one priority is being healthy to be in that show every day. 100%. What their actual job is. Yeah. Not to come out and sign autographs for people. Yeah. And also most of the time during uh, two show days, they mm-hmm. will not come out at the matinee because they have a show literally two hours later. Mm-hmm. And as the weather gets colder. Yeah and it's raining outside or it's snowing outside, they're not going to risk getting sick just to sign autographs for you. Yeah. Sorry. You should never leave the theater during the performance to go get a spot in front at the stage door. That is just so rude. When the the performers are bowing for you and you are applauding. No, no, no. Not even bowing. During Waitress, people left before Joe sings Take It From An Old Man. I mean, no one needs to see that song, but... (laughs) That is like... (laughs) 25 minutes before it ends. It's really far before it ends. (laughs) When a show is still happening, you want to make sure the experience is the best as it can be for your fellow audience members and the performers on stage. This is not a movie. People on stage can see you. Yes. They can see what is happening in the audience. So you don't stand in the middle of a performance and leave. No. As well, audience members who are watching, someone two rows in front of them stands up and then jostles through the rows. That's rude. Yeah, it is rude. (laughs) Most of the time, if you are towards the back of the stage door, your playbill will still get signed. Mm -hmm. So don't think that you need to run out of the theater during the show to get a front spot. Speaking of the front spot, if you do happen to be at the front and you have stayed for the full duration of the show, congratulations, (laughs) you are a fast walker. If your playbill has been signed and there are plenty of people behind you, it would be really nice if they could pass their playbills forward, get them signed, and then bring them back. The stage door can honestly be a great place to meet people. Yeah, 100%. Make friends. I always end up talking to people. Yep. Sharing Sharpies with people. Talking about the show that we just saw. So it's a great community experience so don't be elbowing people out of the way or shouldering people out of the way. Everyone is there because they're a fan of what they just saw. So help people out. Yes, for sure. Help people out. Also, don't yell at the actors. They won't sign your stuff if you <laughs> yell at them. Everybody understands that there's a lot going on there, but yelling or in 
Colleen's situation, swearing at her mm. is not going to help her sign your stuff. That being said, while we're on the topic of Colleen specifically, as we said, she has her YouTube personality, Miranda Sings, and she had a lot of people bring her merch to the mm. stage door. She did not sign that. Oh, really? No. Wow, I didn't know that. I guess that could become really a lot of stuff. She made it very clear that if she signed for one person, then she mm-hmm. would have to sign for everybody. And mm-hmm. she was only signing... Waitress things. Waitress things. Which... It makes sense. I think is fair. Colleen also put out a 23-minute video about the stage door, which I did watch the entire thing. And I agree with a lot of what she said, but I mm-hmm. also don't think that she needed to make the video in general mm-hmm. because let's be honest she gets paid for putting out that video that she <laughs> I know. recorded monetize that <laughs> yeah but she was talking about her experience and she was very emotional which I 100% get but if you have constant issues at the stage door just don't stage door it's very simple to not go out and I understand her she said that when she was younger, she would be so disappointed when her favorite people wouldn't come out to the stage door and that she wanted to make a point of doing it for the entire run. And I totally get that. But mm-hmm. when it gets to a point that you think that you're unsafe and mm-hmm. you're getting yelled at and sworn at and just feel not great about doing the situation, just don't do it. Mm-hmm. Don't make a video about <laughs> how you don't want to do it. Something else for stage door etiquette, it is up to the actor's discretion if they're going to sign multiple things for you or mm-hmm. not. Do not come with your entire playbook <laughs> collection of every show that you've seen your favorite in and just expect them to sign one after the Sorry. other. Let's go. Here's yeah. one. Sorry. One more. <laughs> yeah. And that being said, don't just have your favorite actor sign your playbill. I have heard ensemble members being kind of upset about seeing one of the lead the stars of the show signed signing a playbill and then when someone in the ensemble comes out that person at the stage are pulling their playbill back not yeah. wanting people to sign it it's not cool guys it's rude <laughs> it's rude every person worked so hard to put on that show for you yeah and if you do want your favorites or your favorite to sign your playbill and just them there are always extra playbills at the stage door or in the theater get a couple you can just rotate this is a terror strategy I do this all the time my mom and I go to shows all the time and sometimes I just want like one person to sign one playbill so I'll Mm -hmm. get them to sign the one and then the rest of the ensemble can sign the other one something else with not every actor doing the stage door and something that I think is kind of new Mm -hmm. is you can leave your playbill to get Mm -hmm. signed at the stage door so for the share show Stephanie J Block did not stage door Mm -hmm. she made that very clear online that she would not be doing it but if you did send stuff to the theater she would sign it and you Mm -hmm. could pick it up I know you did this when I saw My Fair Lady on Broadway uh, with Laura Benanti she had made it very clear before she even started the show she would not be stage dooring she has a toddler at home and her priority is staying healthy for her daughter for her daughter and for the show so she pre-signed a bunch of playbills and you could go to the stage door and pick them up which I did that was very kind no one is obligated to do that at all no but I appreciated it as a fan of her and someone who wanted to yeah. see her she did come out and she waved at us and she said there are play- signed playbills inside and then she went home <laughs> I think that's a relatively new thing that's happening mm-hmm. um, I think it's great because again that's the opportunity that if you did go to see a show specifically for that person and Mm -hmm. do realize that they cannot stage door you can still get a signature Mm -hmm. did i miss the opportunity for the share show twice yes i did (laughs) it's fine (laughs) i think that kind of sums up our our stage door etiquette i do want to talk about something that kind of bothers me about a stunt casting so i'm fine with stunt casting in general Mm -hmm. like you said like i said to keep the lights of the theater on Mm -hmm. i think 
stunt casting typically happens when shows are on the TKTS boards mm-hmm. when they're like struggling a little bit. There's not, lots of deals. On, yeah, they're online. not getting full price ticket sales. Mm-hmm. Where I have a problem is when you stunt cast a show and you charge four hundred and fifty dollars for premium seats. Well, I'm talking about the Music Man on Broadway. <laughs> Which will be starring Hugh Jackman and Sutton Foster. Do you consider Hugh Jackman stunt casting? Yeah, I still do because Mm -hmm. he's still such an A-list celebrity that... Yes, but he is someone who came up in the theater. True. I would also consider Sutton Foster... At this point... In a way, stunt casting. At this point, yes. Like, I would see a show for Sutton Foster. We're... So we're going to see Little Shop of Horrors off-Broadway when we go to New York this December... And we were talking, if Jonathan Groff and Christian Bohr were not in this, we would not, we would not be going to see this. <laughs> I would not even be on my list of no. things to see. So, are, is it stunt casting? I don't know, but it is something that's getting our butts in seats. Yeah, and something that we just discussed too is that we're now at this point where people that have done multiple Broadway shows and have made mm-hmm. a name for themselves, and Broadway celebrities in their own right, like, they are the celebrities mm-hmm. that are getting people to see these shows. Someone like a Jeremy Jordan, maybe. 100%. Aaron Tveit, yeah. even. We drove to Boston for Aaron Tveit. Of course we did. <laughs> I mean, we also drove for Moulin Rouge, but... Also for Aaron Tveit. Do we see every single Jeremy Jordan concert in Toronto? Yeah. I don't know. Like, are we the type of people that we can say that we'll do this for Broadway celebrities, but not for, like, true celebrities? Maybe. (laughs) (laughs) But I've always said that. A little exposing into my life. I work at a TV station, Mm -hmm. and a lot of people come in and out of those doors. And a lot of times those people are celebrities or higher profile people. And people ask me all the time if I get nervous meeting these people. I'm like, no. But if a Broadway star were to walk in those doors, I would be so nervous. (laughs) Someone that I truly care about. Those are celebrities to me. Those are my celebrities. Yes. And I guess like YouTubers are now those kind of people for for other people. Joe Sugg is that person for somebody. (laughs) I guess. I do think that sometimes we do need to see more fresh faces on Broadway stages Mm -hmm. because... Let's be honest, these are the people of our Broadway future. I think a perfect perfect example of that is The Lightning Thief. I think almost every single person in that cast is making their Broadway debut, as well as some of the behind-the-scenes people. Mm-hmm. We saw that also recently with Be More Chill, mm-hmm. how many people made their Broadway debuts. Like, even Jagged Little Pill, a lot of those people are fresher faces. There definitely are a lot of young, new Broadway people in that, but at the same time... Derek Clement. I know. Well, that's the thing. There are people on my list that I want to see, obviously. Mm-hmm. But then you also get a situation like what's currently happening right now. You have two Jimmy Award winners who are freaking amazing. Andrew Barthelman and Renee Rapp. They are fresh-faced high school students that mm-hmm. are now on Broadway. That's kind of... That's a little bit of stunt casting as well because there's so much publicity around it. Yeah. And I mean, I would go to see both of them mm-hmm. for sure. I'd be excited to see both. I think the problem with the fresh face versus celebrity comes really to head when we learned about the prom movie casting. Oh my god, the prom movie. (laughs) So I was in Portugal when this news came out. (laughs) I think I said this to you. I was upset. It's interesting. So Ryan Murphy is adapting the prom musical into the prom, the movie, for Netflix. And it is an A-list celebrity cast. We've got Meryl Streep, Nicole Kidman, James Corden, Keegan-Michael Key, Andrew Rannells, Aquafina. I'm excited for Aquafina. It did say Ariana Grande, but she's no longer no, in no, it. No, she's not involved anymore. Yeah, that was... I don't know what it's happened there. a hot there. second that Ariana Grande was about to be in the prom. I'm in the boat of... I'm so tired of Meryl Streep and James Corden in movies. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so tired of them. I mean, Cats. He's also in Cats. <laughs> I'm wondering... 
if they're going to change anything about the story to fit these people because those roles in the musical were built around Beth Level, Brooks Ashmanskis. You know, Beth Level, how can you silence a woman who's known for her belt? Yeah. Meryl Streep was not known for her belt. No, Beth she's Level not. Beth Level is known for her belt. <laughs> so it made sense for her to be singing that and yeah. it was a very meta thing to see that and it added to the comedy. So I can't imagine Meryl singing that and it making sense. So yeah. I, they'll probably end up changing it or I wonder if they'll make it movie stars versus Broadway stars that being said so excited for Andrew Rannells to be in this movie <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's great. but also Christopher Sieber missed that guy yeah so when this news came out Paul Wontorek of Broadway.com put out an Instagram post and I'm going to read it it says I've been kind of dreading the day that the super awkward news about the movie cast of the prom musical would come out since I can't remember another original Broadway company having to learn of movie casting of their roles while still performing eight nights a week. Obviously, everyone knows the show at the Long Acre Theatre wouldn't be the same without the fantastic talent seen here and their brilliance will live on forever. Go see them before August 11th and cheer them, cheer for them, laugh with them, cry for them and worship them. I think also what happened is this news came out very close to the prom closing news, Mm -hmm. which made it all worse because it was like, wow, these people are ending their show. They're going to be out of work and still can't be in a movie about them. We're giving their roles that they are available for to these celebrities. Yeah. And we're not talking about just any celebrity. Like these are a-list. Nicole Kidman and Meryl Streep are about to be in this movie. Nicole Kidman is going to give us some zazz, okay? <laughs> and I'm comparing this to the other movie musical news. It's not super recent now, but with West Side Story, mm-hmm. Steven Spielberg chose a no-name as his lead actress. I know, crazy. I mean, like, Ansel Elgort is also starring, but I wouldn't consider him super A-list. No, I don't think he's someone who is who can fill a movie theater. Yeah, and most of the ensemble for West Side is all Broadway people mm-hmm. and all dancers. A bunch of them, who people who are in the ensemble for West Side Story, the movie, are going on to be in the ensemble for the Broadway Which musical. Which is amazing. So cool. Ryan Murphy, take a page out of <laughs> Steven Spielberg's book. <laughs> I'm actually surprised that Ben Platt's not in the prom movie with all of this news. <laughs> He's just going to roll up. He's going to be on ensemble of uh, Godspell, the non tour of Godspell. <laughs> yeah, but maybe you're right. Maybe they will change the story completely. For me, at least, the only maybe redeeming factor of all of this is the two girls Alyssa Mm -hmm. and Emma have not been cast yet and I would really love to see someone from Broadway be Mm -hmm. in those roles like a fresher face or an unknown yeah for sure Mm -hmm. when you have those stunt casts you can take more risks in other elements mm -hmm. and so I hope they take that opportunity to do that and maybe the Wicked movie will use some fresh faces another kind of controversy that came about with stunt casting was the Great Comet Gate of 2017. I forgot about this until you <laughs> reminded me of it. Well, it was... Wow, I, watch that Twitter feud happen. <laughs> it was crazy because it was a moment where we really got to peek behind the curtain. Yes. And get some behind the scenes um, information. So, what happened? Oak, who had just left the Broadway production of Hamilton, he was in the original cast, playing Hercules Mulligan, was starring in Great Comet, or Natasha Pierre in The Great Comet of 1812, as Pierre, mm-hmm. a role that he had taken over from Josh Groban. Also a stun cast. A stun cast, <laughs> but I also, so just talking about Josh Groban for a sec, <laughs> he was someone who had been circling making his Broadway de- debut for a while, and it would have been so easy for him to go into an established musical and mm-hmm. play for six weeks and just 
have fun with it but he really wanted to originate a role and he did it for almost nine months and he barely missed performances so he really he was someone who loves Broadway and was really excited to make his Broadway debut I'm pretty sure he has an album that is like fully Just dedicated Broadway to Broadway he did chess the um, concert version the concert, of chess yeah. yeah he's also really funny <laughs> <laughs> he also hosted the Tonys one year yes he also with Sarah so after Josh Groban left he was replaced with Oak from who had just left the original cast of Hamilton and at this point ticket sales had started to fall they brought in Ingrid Michaelson for a bit to take over the role of Sonia and eventually they just it was unsustainable so they announced that Oak would be leaving a few weeks early and Mandy Patinkin would be stepping into the role for three weeks yeah people on social media were frustrated with what people felt like was pushing out a man of color starring in a Broadway role in favor of a an older white man, a celebrity, taking yep. opportunities away from... This This was a musical who I think might have been the only one about people who were not necessarily black starring two black actors in the mm-hmm. lead roles. So it was kind of a very groundbreaking moment. And they people felt that he was being pushed out in favor of Mandy Patinkin. And then when all that came to a head, this controversy came to... A lot of people were tweeting about it. Yeah. Mandy Patinkin then pulled out of doing The Great Comet, but... Dave Malloy, who wrote the music, was the creator of Great Comet, and who would also go in and play Pierre on and off, tweeted saying, we really needed Mandy in this show to be able to sustain us for a few weeks. We were hoping, ticket sales were down, and we were hoping that this would boost us just enough to bring us to the holidays, to bring us just a few more weeks more. And when Mandy pulled out, they were kind of stuck, and they ended up closing a few weeks later. Mm-hmm. And so it was very interesting to hear that straight from him and telling us about the discussions that they were having behind the scenes being like what do we need to be able to keep lights on one more week two more weeks three more mm-hmm. weeks and Mandy Patinkin could have been that I don't know boost for them but instead because he dropped out Dave Molloy went into the part Oak left earlier than he was expected to they had all this negative publicity and they closed I think September 3rd of that year yeah so whenever you get frustrated with stunt casting it's easy to forget about the people behind the scenes who are just trying to do anything to keep that show open you're frustrated that you don't get to see this Broadway actor that you liked in it before, but wouldn't you be more frustrated if the show closed and you just couldn't see it at all? Obviously, this was a special, a interesting circumstance. Yeah, for sure. And again, to us, who are very interested in all of this stuff, it was crazy to read mm-hmm. everything that was going on. I'm pretty sure a lot of it, like, I read live as it yes, was happening. you're just reading tweets. You're like, oh, no. Yeah. But I think it also says a lot on Manny Patinkin as a person to realize Mm -hmm. what was going on and how upset it made people to be like, I don't want to be a part of this if this Mm -hmm. is what it's going to become. So yes, it did make the show close sooner than expected, but I also think that there would have just been so much negative feedback around the show in general if he Mm -hmm. did go into it. It was a difficult situation. A lot of difficult decisions had to be made and no one was acting incorrectly. No. Just... It didn't work out. That show was about to close. Yeah, they this... had it's an expensive show to run because they fully renovated the Imperial Theater and they put this huge stage on it, huge band, huge cast, a yeah. lot of lighting. So it was a lot to they needed to keep their grosses up to be able to sustain it. This sort of reminds me of a show that also caused controversy. I can't remember what year a year it was. Mm-hmm. Finding Neverland. Oh my god. <laughs> the off it wasn't even off Broadway. The out of town run at ART had Jeremy Jordan. Mm-hmm. As the lead. Yes. He did not transfer with the show. No. Matthew Morrison stepped in. Matthew Morrison was a Broadway person, and I've also heard that maybe, I mean, 
Jeremy and Harvey Weinstein didn't get along. Yeah, I've heard well, that I mean, bit. shocking. <laughs> I know. It's, see, he's such an easy person to get along with, Harvey, you know? Yeah. I can't remember what it was, but Jeremy Jordan, like, exposed a lot of this kind mm. of recently. He's still bitter about it. I think he loved doing that role. Yeah. I have listened to a lot of interviews where he's talked about kind of the frustrations that the cast had, not just him, with the way the production was. Yeah, and happening. also, at the time, Jeremy Jordan was a pretty known Broadway actor. It's not yeah. like he was an up-and-comer and nobody knew his name. Yeah, he'd done a lot of shows. Yeah. And he he would just been nominated for Tony for Newsies. I can't remember if it was pre-Supergirl or, like, mid-Supergirl. But he was in it. Mm-hmm. And he just... I just remember reading that he wasn't transferring and it was mm-hmm. a big... What? He had that great Why? beard for that Yeah, role. he did have a great beard. <laughs> I think he came to TIFF. He was doing Last Five beard. Years press and I he had the beard. beard. With that beard. Yeah, I remember that. He was also in Last Five Years, so like he was a name. Yes, he was doing movies and stuff. And Matthew Morrison had not graced a Broadway stage in a while at that point. His last thing before Glee, what was it? Hairspray? Was it, was it Hairspray or was it um, Light in the Piazza? Oh, maybe. Or I'm South Pacific. Sure. I think it was South Pacific. Yeah. And Finding Neverland did not stay open very long. No, it wasn't good. No. I mean, I don't know that it was good with Jeremy Jordan either. And it was interesting because it was Harvey Weinstein's kind of for, first foray into Broadway, and only foray into Broadway, I yeah. guess. Um, but <laughs> yeah, it seemed like he wanted to promote it the way you would promote a movie, and he yeah. didn't quite understand the industry. Yeah, it just did not work. Um, you know, I was like, YouTubing, <laughs> just trying to think of fun stunt casts, and I came across a video. I've heard of this before, but David Hasselhoff in Jekyll and Hyde doing the confrontation, which... Oh boy. <laughs> That's the weirdest oh casting. He did it for a long time. Like he didn't just step into it for a few weeks. He did it for a while. I feel like he toured Europe with it. The Europeans love Hasselhoff. <laughs> Don't hassle the hop. Um I saw Jacqueline Hyde actually it toured and it came to Toronto for about a week with Constantine Maroulis and Deborah Cox. And also Teal Wicks was in it, but I wouldn't yes. say she's a stunt cast. No, she she's was, not. <laughs> I just knew who she was because she'd been an alphabet. Yeah. Constantine's voice is amazing. He's great. His voice is so good. He's got such a great rocky tone. He also did Rock of Ages. He was great. Yes, fantastic. And Deborah Cox was very good as well. I was shocked at how good his voice was, though, at that time. Constantine? Constantine. It was so good. So, yeah, if you ever just want to laugh, watch The Confrontation with David Hasselhoff. Yeah, we were just discussing before we did this episode if we'd ever seen a true stunt cast. And the only, I would say, true stunt cast Mm -hmm. I've seen is Nick Jonas in How to Succeed in Business without... Really trying. Really trying. (laughs) I was like, even trying? Really trying. They stunt cast that the whole run. So Dan Dan Radcliffe, Radcliffe. Darren Criss, Nick Jonas. Yeah. I mean, at the time and still at this time, I was a huge Jonas Brothers fan. <laughs> Nick, Nick Jonas as Marius, though. Yeah, well, <laughs> Nick had just done that right, prior to How to Succeed. He was Marius in the 25th anniversary of Les Mis, and he also did it on stage in the yeah. West End. And I mean, before that, he was on Broadway like mm. a bunch as a, a child. He yeah. A so he wasn't a stranger to the Broadway stage. He was mm-hmm. a stranger to the Broadway stage as a teenager. He was great his Mm -hmm. voice is fine he added i think a celeb status to the role Mm -hmm. that they wanted and they were trying to have for the entire run he also crafted his friendship with michael park (laughs) during this would you have seen that production of how to succeed without nick no no i specifically i'm pretty confident went to to new york for that reason Mm -hmm. people flew out to Mm -hmm. see him not only did he stage door but he also signed tickets Mm -hmm. before he went into the theater Wow. I had read somewhere online that he would be coming to the theater at a specific time, and if you waited out, then you could get your ticket signed, mm-hmm. and obviously I was there. It's very generous of them to do that. Yeah, and I do think 
after like we've watched the Jonas Brothers most recent documentary I think Mm -hmm. that the stage is something that he loves and would like Mm -hmm. to go back to he said in an interview that he's in the process of writing a musical so more power to you if you want to do that stuff what does the Jonas Brothers jukebox musical look like oh my god I can't (laughs) I would love to go see that it would be so good it would be great their life as we know is kind of crazy when they like grew up in New New Jersey. Jersey Let's being start from the beginning. The yeah, there's definitely an angsty teen number about being kicked out of your church. <laughs> I asked my mom what her dream stunt cast would be like. What stunt cast would she want and? to see happen? And she took a long time to think about it. That's good. But she came up with Bon Jovi as Stacey Jacks in Rock of Ages. <laughs> yes. Oh my God, that's a stunt cast. Tom Cruise as Stacey Jacks. Yeah, in the movie. Yeah, but still. Yeah, he's definitely stunt cast that movie. He was, but he was. He was really good. He was great, but he was also like the most A-list of celebrities in that yeah. movie for sure. But Bon Jovi would be amazing. would that be great? That would be so good. Who is your dream stunt cast? My dream stunt cast. This is, sorry, I am stepping away from musicals here for a hot second. Wow. But my dream stunt cast, and this would literally never happen, but would drop everything for it, is probably Daniel Radcliffe, Emma Watson, and Rupert Grint in Harry Potter the Cursed Child. That would be crazy. (laughs) They would never do it ever. I know they would never do it, but that is the stunt cast I want, you know? Yeah. Mine is one that they totally could have made happen, but they Mm -hmm. just chose not to. Catherine McPhee and Jeremy Jordan in Waitress. Oh my goodness. When we thought that was happening for one hot second, we were very excited. Let's have the smash reunion that everybody wanted. How could you not give that to the fans? We were ready to go to New York for that, if that was the case. We saw him tweet, Broadway Here I Come, last summer. And we're as like, we were at Wicked. As we were driving to Wicked, he tweets, Broadway, here I come. We're like, oh my god. Catherine McPhee is in Waitress. We're like, it's happening! It's happening! <laughs> as we know from Smash, their voices together are amazing. Mm-hmm. Just like, imagine the Jenna Dr. Pometer. It would be so good. And they both did these roles separately. Like, just put them together. <laughs> Diane Paulus, where you at? Overlap for one week. <laughs> you can still do it before January 7th, and I will fly down to New York to see that happen. It would be amazing. It would be so much fun. Just a few other stunt casts that I'm thinking of. Is, do you consider Jake Gyllenhaal in Sunday in the Park with George stunt casting? I read about this and I read people's thoughts on whether it was. Opinions. Yeah, or wasn't. I would say, yeah, only because mm-hmm. he's a huge celebrity. Yes. And he has a great voice. Listen to Sunday in the Park with George. He does have a great voice and he seems to be really excited to be doing this. He's going back too. So. Yeah, doing the West End. But yeah, he he is attracting maybe not even necessarily people, but attention to the production. Mm-hmm. I think it's also interesting with specifically that because that's a super classic mm-hmm. show yep. that Requires... maybe yeah maybe wouldn't have been revived if they didn't get someone mm-hmm. like him to be in it. Another one when when American Idiot was on Broadway, they kept bringing in Billy Joe Armstrong to kind of bump up the sales. Like how exciting! Saint Jimmy. <laughs> that would be thrilling. It would be. It's, you know, his songs, and you're kind of at a rock concert already, and then you have a true rock star on stage mm-hmm. performing these songs. I would have loved that. Yeah. Love that cast recording. <laughs> a song casting that I forgot about, and kind of, it's interesting that it happened. Um, Wayne Brady was Aaron Burr in the Chicago production oh, of yeah. Hamilton. Not even the Broadway one, the no. Chicago one. But, He's done Broadway before. Yeah, but that is a show that does not need Mm-mm. to have a stunt cast. Remember Jordan Fisher? Oh, Yeah. I also think that King George eventually could be stunt cast by literally any they actor. Had Taron Killam in there for a while. He would be so good. He like I'm sure he was really good. I think Andrew Rannells did it. Yeah, which... I think that's just a case of like let's see who we could get in this role. Yeah, and it's, it's who's a available. Campy, fun. Mind you, Aaron Burr is not. So that no, one Aaron was Burr's kind of strange. <laughs> Aaron Burr is really difficult. <laughs> yeah, but Wayne Brady is very talented, and he's yeah. done a lot 
of Broadway. I believe he doesn't rent on Broadway. He did Kinky Boots. Mm-hmm. Um, but he is someone who can attract yeah. audience members. But King George is only on stage for 10 minutes total. Yeah. Though Taryn Killam did do an interview. Apparently he sings harmonies backstage yes. during the show. So he was like, I didn't know I had to do that. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. So I think that that wraps up our stunt casting. Mm-hmm. And it is time for our Obsessions of the Week. So my obsession, I was just thinking of all these people that we were bringing up and it brought me to a classic song that we're all familiar with the version of under pressure from smash yes oh my god <laughs> that it's is got jeremy it's got cat it's got christian borrell angelica houston angelica houston deborah messing people on streets <laughs> <laughs> leslie Odom jr megan hilty megan hilty what else do you want honestly what more could you people ever want? on streets people on streets <laughs> it's one of those songs we listen to Smash, like, not all the time, but whenever we listen to Smash, it then becomes an obsession, obviously. <laughs> whenever that song comes on, it's like, turn up the volume and let's jam to it. Insanity laughs under pressure, we're cracking, we give yeah. one more chance. Why can't we give love out one more chance? Why can't we give love, give love, give love? It's so great. Jeremy Jordan hits this crazy know, high really, note. But yeah, it's just it's it so just fun. gets me hype. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, similarly, I have recently started watching Glee again. Oh no. <laughs> it is a roller coaster of emotions. I was just telling Steph that season one of Glee is honestly such quality it's television. Really, it's, it's not really even good, funny. Guys. So if you've never watched Glee, like now is the time. If you're gonna watch a season, watch season one. I'm only on season two, so I can't really. You're already for, over it. <laughs> like not over it, but I forgot about so much that happened and all the celebrities that are in season one of Glee. Mm-hmm. Neil Patrick Harris singing "Dream On" oh with God, Matthew Morrison is legendary. Has Matt Bomer come yet? No, not oh, yet. Okay. I'm on. Um, Gwyneth Paltrow is now okay. in it. So. Stunt cast. We are stunt yeah, casting Glee. They kept stunt casting that show, bringing in more people. Because yeah. Ryan Murphy has a huge network of people that he's friends with. Mm-hmm. Fantastic. But yeah, so I've been obsessed with Glee, and I also was in my high school Glee club, and of course it's you were. just like making me think of like all of these songs that we used to sing. My favorite song so far from Glee is when Santana and Mercedes mm-hmm. sing "River Deep, Mountain High." Amazing. <laughs> so good it's just so they're just in this choir room also the fact that they're in the choir room except unlike high school musical they actually have a band performing all of these songs whereas in high school musical that you just hear the drums but you cannot see <laughs> the like drums Kelsey playing the piano yeah and then a full band yeah in. where are you but they do this amazing dance number around the choir room everybody <laughs> is shocked at naira vera's voice she's amazing voice is fantastic her this is later but when her and Grant Gustin sing Smooth Criminal with the yes. violins. Yes. That Michael Jackson episode. Yeah. There are some great moments of Glee, and I'm really happy that I have started this. The best stunt cast in Glee. You remember when Adam Lambert, Demi Lovato, yeah. and, and Santana were in oh, the you know who tribute else? band were in? Yes. Together? That. But also currently, because I'm watching it, John Stamos. 
Oh, is here. Do, he's plays like a dentist. He plays and a dentist. They do, they do Little Shop. No, they do Rocky Horror. Oh, they do Rocky Horror. <laughs> they should have done Little Shop. They should have done Little Shop. So stunt casting and Glee. Yeah. Added to the show, and I think it can add to Broadway musicals as well. I think so too. You can subscribe to our podcast anywhere podcasts are found. That includes Spotify, Google Play, and iTunes. We would love it if you left us a review on iTunes, and you can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Off to Bway Podcast. That's with the number two. And let us know who you would like to see stunt cast in a musical. And we'll see you guys next time. Bye.